Hello everyone and welcome to Daily Newspaper Analysis which is brought to you by Lawseco. So today we will again discuss two articles. The first one is from the Hindu newspaper which is titled as Poverty in India is on the rise again. Now as in yesterday's discussion also we discussed about the recently released periodic labor force survey. So this article is also somewhat on the same lines but talks into more precise about that how much the poverty or the statistics for poverty have changed and specifically have risen in the country the second article is from the indian express which is titled as a just energy transition so this talks about that how india can efficiently move to the renewable sources of energy and make the best out of it so how that can be done shall be discussed in this article so i am the one who is presenting this newspaper analysis to you all my name is shiva khan i am also a law graduate and had completed my law degree from uttaranchal university with a gold medal in my batch i have also been a national debater and a public speaker and here at law seco i'm working as the manager for current affairs vertical if you wish to connect with me or find me you can find me on my twitter as well as linkedin handles both are uh, the links are available in the description box below so let's start a discussion for the first article of the day which talks about the poverty on the rise again in india so as i just mentioned that recently itself the plfs that is the periodic labor force survey data has been released and it has actually shown a rise in the number of the poor in the country also for prelims point of view please remember that the periodic labor force survey is released by the uh, ministry of statistics and program implementation So the consumption expenditure survey 2017-18 data was not made public by the government of India and a new consumption expenditure survey is likely to be conducted in 21 and 22 now many a times now here uh, to be precise it cannot really be said as to what were the reasons that the consumption expenditure survey data was not made public but generally what happens is that whenever there is any kind of data that can be you know uh, taken as a bit controversial or that can actually create any kind of havoc in the amongst the people so many a times the government does not by giving some other kinds of reasons does not release that kind of data so that the people are not really aware of what is happening but to be very honest on this it actually is a hampering on the right of the information or that is right to information which is, which is a fundamental right of the individuals and that is why uh, if at all it not uh, it is on great exigency then definitely the public data should be made available now when we talk about the consumption expenditure survey as the name itself is suggesting so basically this is a survey or a calculation which tries to analyze as to how much have the people spent or how much were they able to expend uh, make the expenditure on various kinds of consumptions now when we talk about the consumption it can be for food for electricity petrol so on and so forth so this actually gives the, the uh, power of the consumers to buy something and this ultimately decides also the size and maybe at times the prosperity of the economy as well also remember that the consumption expenditure survey also is prepared and released by the ministry of statistics and program implementation So now a new CES is likely to be conducted in the year 2021 and 22. So according to the survey which was released according to the PLFS as well and this uh, uh, whatever data is available let's understand that what is the trend of poverty in India as of now. So from 1973 to 2012 the poverty numbers get decreasing. So in 73 and 74 there were 54.9% people who were under the poverty 1983 and 84 there were 44% and subsequently they reduced 
to 36% and finally in 2004-5 it was to 27.5% as per the Lakhdawala poverty line which is lower than the Tendulkar poverty line. Now for these I will give you a crisp idea. So basically there have been various committees which have been set up from time to time in order to decide that what should be the criteria for choosing the poor of the country. So that for that purpose, we have had many committees, be it the Lakhdawala committee, Tendulkar committee, YK Alak committee, etc. So currently, uh, in the in the situation of 2004 and 5, 27.5% people of the country, they fell under the poverty line if the methods of the Lakhdawala poverty line were used, which is actually lower than the Tendulkar poverty line. So here there was change in the methodology also that took place in 2011 when the national poverty line was raised in accordance with the recommendation of an expert group so chaired, chaired by Suresh Tendulkar. So what happened was that during the times of 2004 and 5, now since maybe we can be you know we can celebrate the fact that we had only 27.5% of the people under the poverty line but what actually happened was that this used the criteria of the Lakhrawala poverty line. Whereas in the year, in subsequent years and specifically in 2011, the national poverty line was changed and it was made in accordance with the recommendation which was made by the Tendulkar committee and finally the Tendulkar poverty line was accepted as the uh, bare minimum. So if you talk about the resultant data, so there has been a rise in the incidence of poverty since 2011-12 and this has actually happened for the first time since 2011 and 12. Now when we talk about the incidence of poverty, this simply means the number of people who are poor as compared to the total population of the country in terms and expressed in terms of percentage. So definitely you know, we can see through the data that there has been a rise in the incidence of poverty for the first time after 2011 and 12 and there has been consistent it has been consistent with the leaked data so as i mentioned that the uh, data was not made public but as per whatever sources are available the rural consumption in 2012 and 18 fell by 8% whereas the urban consumption rose by 2% only so which means that the rural people amount for greater number of poor in the country and that is why more emphasis should be laid over there and also the consumption in the urban areas also needs to be increased so here are two striking factors that we need to pay our attention upon. Firstly, that it is for the first time in India that the absolute number of poor have seen an increase that was between 2012-13 and 19-20. So as we just mentioned that between this time it has been for the first time that the incidence of poverty has increased. And the second striking fact is that it is for the first time again ever between 2004 and 5 and 11 and 12 that the number of poor fell by 133 million. Now here this is you know uh, one thing that we need to pay attention that the time period of 2004-5 to 11-12 that was a time when actually we could see that the poverty was actually reducing in the country. But yet again, one of the reasons or the major reasons could be that at this particular time period, we were considering the recommendations or the poverty line as per the Lakhdawala committee. And that actually has different parameters to assign the poverty. And after 2011, when we can see that the poverty or the number of poor actually increased in the uh, society. So that at a particular time, now we have been considering the Tendulkar poverty line. So yes, these could be the reasons, but yet again, we need to be sure of the fact that the data is released uh, very consistently and that the right uh, steps are taken in the uh, correct direction be it in the times of government schemes policies etc as well so let's discuss the second article for the day which talks about a just energy transition 
so the energy transitions are gaining momentum worldwide including in india now here i would like to give you a very simple example as to what do we mean by energy transition let's say that we have a car like i own a car for example and till date i was running my car let's say on petrol but now i decide that the petrol actually you know is causing a lot on my pocket as well it causes a lot of pollution and i cannot make a lot out of when i'm running my vehicle on petrol so what i decide is that i should get rid of the petrol system and i should get cng uh, system gotten infused into my car so this also is a typical example of energy transition which means that when we try to make change in the kind of energy or the resources of energy that we are making use of this process is called as the energy transition now of course when we talk about one single vehicle one single car bus or even an auto rickshaw so that transition is definitely very 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 easy because that amounts for only one particular vehicle but just consider that if a nation at large the entire nation in totality would want to shift its energy supplies or its energy preferences so do you not think that it would be really a very hefty and tedious task yes of course so this exactly we are talking about in this article that what methods should be used as a nation and you know india as a nation as a whole that the energy transition that we are trying to move from non renewable to more renewable sources of energy like we are moving to the solar panels wind energy hydroelectric energy etc so that how can we do it in the best way and in the smoothest way possible So this article says that the energy transitions are gaining momentum worldwide including in India yes of course so 90% of the new electricity generation capacity globally comes from renewables which definitely is a very very good thing to know about because here we like for the electricity generation we are like for the 90% globally we are depending on the renewable sources of energy be it the solar power be it the hydroelectric power thermal power etc So let's understand that what can be done in case of India to give it a justified energy transition in the best way possible. So firstly to achieve the goals of creating new jobs growth and sustainability at the same time we should do it by putting the people at the center which also many times is called as the anthropocentric approach now when we talk about the anthropocentric approach definitely there will be some views that could be against this but please mind over here that this article is not saying that we should take human and only human to be the supreme one or the supreme leader in the society rather we should see that whatever we are doing should ultimately be beneficial to the human kind Yes of course it should be in parity and in balance with the environmental values as well but yes this article says that we should be putting people at the center now by putting people at the center by this we should mean that at one side where we are shifting to the new regime of energy or we are making this energy transmission we should make sure that we have enough jobs available for the people so that this does not make us to go to a jobless growth now for a jobless growth i will give you an example that earlier when the industries were highly dependent upon the labor like for example the manual labor so we used to have industries that used to be uh, labor intensive which means that they required a lot of labor in such situation the employment rate was high which means that there were less number of people that were unemployed but as and when we moved towards the services sector the it sector etc so what happened was that definitely india saw a rise in the economy the technological advancement became better but what happened was that because not many people were skilled to take up the jobs in the services sector this definitely in terms of economy gave us the growth but did we really have jobs in hands 
no so that actually situation is called as that of the jobless growth now exactly same thing has been used in this article also wherein we say that at one side it is really good that we are moving towards uh, more and better the renewable sources of energy but at the same time we should make sure that the jobs also are available for the people so that we have enough things for the people to do in the uh, entire electricity or entire energy culture so the deployment of 450 gigawatt of renewables would employ more than half million workers which is very very huge and thus india will need jobs for the coal miners eventually in the coming times as well and finally if we talk about the sustainability so the energy subsidies must be rationalized and directed towards those who need them the most yes of course like for example when we talked about the ujwala scheme which actually was uh, targeting to give the lpg cylinders by you know giving subsidies so what happened was that the people the rural area specifically it was done for the women in the rural areas that actually uh, because of the uh, Uh, fire fuel or the uh, fuel wood that they used to use they used to get so many asthmatic and other kinds of respiratory problems so to save them from this and to get cleaner fuel for the environment as well the ujwala scheme was brought so that is why we should make sure that the people who are at the biggest need or the most dire need for any particular resource are the ones also who are getting these supplies in the first place so that is why we should be able to sustain the gains of schemes like sobhagya as well as ujwala then the fiscal resources should be invested in clean energy solutions especially in the underdeveloped and marginalized communities like for example there are areas in rajasthan instead you know we can say that the whole of rajasthan basically is uh, you know blessed with you know uh, the uh, solar power so if at all we can make some kind of better investment over there and we can give the solar power grids to the farmers the small farmers over there the small vendors and everyone so definitely they can make good use of it and thus the fiscal resources can be better used in these areas So if we talk about the energy transition in India so we are among the top 5 countries of the world in terms of renewable power capacity we also have plans to increase renewable energy capacity to 450 gigawatt by 2030 and in the global clean energy leader we through initiatives such as the international solar alliance so basically this was india uh, and this was an indian initiative which was taken at the general assembly wherein we uh, at india have the headquarters for the international solar alliance wherein we want to bring together a lot of countries so that they can be connected with each other and they all can make use through the use of the power grids through the solar panels and if we talk more about the just transition so we should focus on how clean energy can support rural livelihood and increase communities resilience after the covid-19 specifically we should also share the clean energy technologies with the msmes we should promote the policies ensuring gender parity in workforce incorporate energy efficiency and green construction methods in the various infrastructural projects and finally we should be able to engage the youth as they are the ones who are the creators and innovators of the coming times and definitely we should bring them in the loop so that they understand what what all the other uh, requirements of the economy as well as the ecology and thus they can give the best of their input So this was all for the day and here is a very good announcement for you all though we have said it before as well that you can catch our daily newspaper analysis on the podcast as well so if at all you do not have the time to go through the youtube and visit the entire slides and everything so even while you are traveling you are walking or something you can definitely go through this so you can find our daily newspaper analysis by the very same name that is daily newspaper analysis by lossico on channels for spotify google podcast apple podcast as well as anchor so make sure that you are subscribing to their uh, that channel as well and you're listening to our voices and the analysis there too 
also if you wish to download the pdf of these slides you can be a participant on our telegram channel the link to this channel is in the description box below or you can simply scan this qr code that you can see on your screens right now and also do not forget to follow us on our official instagram channels for judiciary clat prep as well as ugc net for amazing and brimming content over there for your exam prep if you are preparing for any of these exams so stay tuned with law seeker give it a thumbs up and thank you so much